3: Zone Nation. This is William Gladstone, author of The Twelve at www.12thebook.com, and you're watching and listening to Rob McConnell in The X-Zone, heard and watched around the world and across the universe at www.XZoneRadioTV.com. Enjoy, and if you get a chance, please go and check out at www.12thebook.com, The Novel, The Twelve. Enjoy your day. Go
4: until we get some. We won't go until we get some. We
3: won't go until we get some.
4: So bring it.
3: Back. Do you hear what I hear? I Say
2: the little lamb to the shepherd boy.
4: The Starchild skull is a real, true bone skull that was found in Mexico around the Copper Canyon area about 1930. Carbon-14 analysis has shown that it died about 900 years ago. As you can see, it is very different in shape from a typical human skull. But over the last 10 years with the Starchild project, we've had dozens of experts examine it, and they can come up with no kind of typical human deformity that matches all of the unusual things about this skull. Its unusual physiology begins with the bone itself. It's uniformly half as thick as normal human bone, and it weighs half as much. It's very light by comparison, and yet it's two or three times as hard. It's extremely durable. We think some of that durability comes from very unusual fibers woven through the matrix of the bone never seen in any other animal of any kind. There's also a red residue found in the bone, in the cancellous holes, that is also very unlike any other bone that is known. So,
1: Welcome back to The x everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035 is our toll-free number around the world. My email is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TalkStar... Nope, the new address. xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. You were listening to my good friend Lloyd Pye talk about the Star Child Skull. Now, the Star Child Skull has been a topic of controversy within the... E.T. UFO field for many years. One of the people who has done his very best over the years to try and get a scientific study of the Starchild skull is my guest this hour, Lloyd Pye. He has two websites. We're going to be talking to Lloyd about the Starchild Project, and that's www.starchildproject.com. And his website, his personal website, Exonation, is www.loidpie.com That's L-L-O-I-D-P-Y-E.com And Lloyd, old friend, welcome back to the exxon How are you?
5: Well, thank you, Rob, and it's good to be back and I'm doing good. Thank you very much.
0: We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price.
2: Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like Family.
4: This is Corey White, associate producer of the X Zone Radio Show on the Talkstar Radio Network. Wishing you, Rob, and the entire X Zone Nation a very merry Christmas.
0: Lloyd Pye
1: is my special guest, Nation, and uh, his website is www.starchildproject.com, and his personal site is lloydpye.com. Lloyd, for the listeners who may be out there who have no idea what Starchild is, can you give us a bit of a background?
5: Well, the Starchild is a real, true bone skull that uh, was found in Mexico about 1930, it was kept as simply a deformed human by the the person that found it. She, when she died, she passed it on as that. The people who received it received it as that. Then another couple came into uh, ownership of it in uh, late. 1980, 1998, rather, and uh, they happened to be uh, unique in that the wife was a neonatal nurse. She knew right away that it wasn't a typical human deformity because it was too light and it was too symmetrical. And they also were members of El Paso's uh, MUFON Mutual UFO Network, so they they knew enough about it to know that the skull looked very, very similar to what one would imagine the skull of a gray alien would look like. So combining those two things, they wanted an answer. They thought that it might well be the skull of a gray. And when they showed it to me and asked me to take charge of of determining that, Mm -hmm. I I agreed that it was highly unusual, but I also felt it was almost, you know, like 80% certain that it would be a deformity of some kind that we just didn't know about, but that specialists would know about. But over the year 1999, as I took it to experts and and got their opinions about it, nobody could find anything close to uh, a, a series of, of- um, deformities that would add up to what the star child was because every single part of its physiology was different from human. There was not a thing about it where you could say, okay, this is exactly like a human. Nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. No no part of it. So at the end of that year, we knew that we had something that was completely physiologically different, but science wouldn't accept that. as, as They just said nature can do that. Nature can do anything. So we were really Really hamstrung at that point and it came down to DNA. So we spent I spent years trying to get mm-hmm. the, the proper a proper DNA test lined up and finally did that in 203. And the result of that was that it had a human mother and a non human father. But what we couldn't prove in Tool 3 was how far away the father was from human. So again, scientists thwarted us from being able to say, you know, this is an alien human hybrid because we couldn't say for sure how far away it was. Now there is a test available from a company called 454 Life Sciences that would allow us to to run a DNA test that would determine with great precision how far away from human the star child is. And and we're talking percentage points away from human. And, and so we, we're going to win this finally. We know that we will. We know that it's going to be a significant difference away from human simply because of all the physiological differences. So we're we're in the catbird seat rob we just but we need an awful lot of money that's a very expensive test about a quarter million dollars for both the testing and the the analysis of the results that has to be done to compare all of its base pairs to a to a chimp and to a gorilla and to a, a Neanderthal. We should have that completed by then. So a lot to do it's very expensive. The whole process has to be filmed but that's another quarter million. So we're, we're talking about a, a, a good size investment, but a tremendous award, reward making history as big as history can be made. So it's it's pretty exciting.
1: What would happen, Lloyd, if after the exams, after all the tests, after all the hard work that you've put in over these years and the amount of of media that that you've tried to get for this, the amount of scientific acknowledgement and recognition as well as testing that you've tried to get for the star child, it turns out to be a deformed human.
5: Well, it just... You know, it isn't. I mean, I understand people ask me that all the time. Well, what are you going to do if you're wrong? Yeah. And all I keep saying is there's just no way. I'm not wrong. If I was wrong, the it would have shown up in the DNA testing of 2003. Remember, we found that the mother was human through the mitochondrial DNA. Mm-hmm. In six attempts, we could not recover its nuclear DNA. Now we know we know its mother is human. Yeah. So with there, there's no nothing stopping the recovery of the nuclear DNA except the father not being human. Now, it's Lloyd, I remember ha, anyway.
1: I, I remember you being on the show a number of years ago, and you were telling me about uh, how the Russians were using Bigfoot, and that the Russian men would have sex with a Bigfoot. Now, right. what happens if this is a case of a human who was raped or had consensual sex with a primate?
5: Well, it couldn't be that because number one, there's nothing primate about the skull. Not only is there nothing human mm-hmm. about the skull, about the Starchild skull, there's nothing primate about it either. Now, as far as the the instances uh, instances of XANA, the the Russian hominoid Alma type, having sex with humans, she had sex over a period of 40 years and mm-hmm. she got pregnant eight times. She had four children that, and four that lived out of those eight. So while it can happen, but only with the Almas, because it looks like the Almas were the, quote, and this is getting off into things that the audience is not going to understand, but when if if you believe what I believe, which is the intervention theory that humans are here because of alien intervention, that all of domesticated plants and animals are here because of alien intervention, and that as they were creating us, they say in their writings in the Sumerian text that they used a quote creature of earth as the genetic base to which they added the great majority of the DNA their own and it was done in a quote house of fashioning which we take to be a, a genetic slab. The star child has so little human, no human really physically uh, visible in it except for its mitochondrial DNA and that is exactly what you would expect if the, a human egg was used as a vessel for a human hybrid um, offspring that was created in a lab in which you have a, let's say, 90% father, 10% mother, or 95% father, 5% mother, which you can do genetically if you know what you're doing, and you can we do things like that right now. So that's what the star child is. It's not a hybrid where it's the result of a sexual union between two mm-hmm. different species but close enough to to make a match as in the case of Xana and humans.
1: All right, now it's, now Lloyd I I just I just had a thought here and and I hope you I hope you forgive me for interrupting you. Sure. Go ahead. Have have there been any other skeletal remains found like the star child anywhere on this planet because if it's alien wouldn't there be Sisters or brothers or or, or other uh, skeletons al- that are like and have the same consistency and makeup of Star Child.
5: Well, it's quite possible, but they, so far as anybody knows, they've never been found. Uh, I get probably every weird skull there is sent to me, uh, and over the last eleven years, I've seen a whole lot of them, but none of them look like the Star Child that you know, that I'm aware of. Now that's not to say that Mm -hmm. one's not out there or hidden away in a, in a uh, museum file somewhere because it's so weird and they figured, ah, it's just a deformity. Let's not bother with it. If the star child, you know, when we, when we get the star child being well-known, well-accepted, known everywhere, probably in some museum somewhere, somebody's going to say, you
4: know, We got
5: one that looks kind of like that. Let's, you know, and somebody might, some old worker
4: might remember it or something. Now there's a question for you. There's a
1: question. Have you contacted all the museums, sent them pictures and profiles of Starchild to see if they have anything in their museum or in their archives that resemble what you have?
5: Uh, No, have not done that. Wouldn't that be one? Have counted on television uh, appearances and television shows to do that. You know, we've been on National Geographic. That's not not going to work,
1: friend. That's not going to work. that, that is not going to work. You have to send the information to the museums, and I would have thought. Well, that's well you know what, what the...
5: I've tried, uh, in trying to contact anything mainstream, Rob, and yeah. I've done this for quite a lot, anytime you try to approach a mainstream anything, the first thing they say is when they hear the word Star Child or mm-hmm. Weird Skull or anything like that, it's like, oh, no, are, who are you again? Oh, and then, and then they check you out on Wikipedia, and I, I don't know if your audience is aware, but Wikipedia is dedicated to, to slamming and ridiculing and disparaging anybody that has anything to do with alternative knowledge. You can't trust a word Wikipedia says. Geez, I don't know. They've uh, given
1: us a great write-up.
5: Oh, they've given us a horrible one. Have <laughs> they, they really given you a good
1: write-up, and They Wikipedia? sure have, yep.
5: No kidding. Well, most of the people that I know, and certainly me and the Star Child, have just been uh, completely slammed, and really, and really for the, I'm surprised. I'll I'll check out and see what they say about you, but for for most people, Wikipedia is. Is uh, absolutely negative relative. But that's what happens. So you tell people who you are, what you have, and they mm-hmm. go on Wikipedia and they say, oh, well, this is a hoax, this is a fraud, and we can't, you know, we're not even going to bother. And they don't even return your call, they don't return your emails. It's just, it's a waste of time, really, when you
1: come right down. Lloyd, stand by, old friend. You and I have to take a uh, commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation, visit these two websites, starchildproject.com. It's a great site and. I'm telling you, you can spend hours there, but after spending some time there, you'll understand Lloyd's frustration and his other website, www.lloydpie.com. So that's starchildproject.com and lloydpie.com. This is The Zone coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035 is now worldwide.
3: This is William Gladstone, author of The Twelve, at www.12thebook.com, and you're watching and listening to Rob McConnell in The X-Zone, heard and watched around the world and across the universe at www.XZoneRadioTV.com. Enjoy, and if you get a chance, please go and check out at www.12thebook.com, the novel The Twelve. Enjoy your day. Go
4: until we get some. We won't go until we get some. We
3: won't go until we get some. So bring it. All in radio.
2: Welcome to the X Zone,
1: a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
3: My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Sponza and you're listening to my dad, Rob McConnell, on the XM. External- this is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell.
2: I still have one wish to make
4: A special one for you Merry Christmas, darling We're apart, that's true But I
1: With you. Lloyd Pye is my special guest this hour exonation www.starchildproject.com and lloydpye.com. We're talking about the starchild uh, what do we call it star, star child skull The s- How do you how do you talk to people about it?
5: Well, you know, I call it that, although it was a mistake looking back on it. If there's one thing I wish I had do, to do over it, was naming it the star child because that automatically slants it in the direction of what we believe. And according to science, you can't do that. You have to have just some neutral thing that doesn't put any connotation on it. Mm-hmm. Um so, unfortunately, it has the name Star Child and as soon as anybody from the mainstream hears that, they run the other way screaming and tearing their hair out because they can't be, you know, associated with anything to do with UFOs or aliens or their their peers won't take them seriously. So, it's a real problem, uh, notwithstanding the fact that initially we mm-hmm. thought it was a child, and we have found out subsequently that it was a, uh, you know, we don't know how old it was, but it was a fully grown adult, and... Uh, You know, just one of the early mistakes. That was one of the things that one of the policies that we had from the very beginning is we were going to just tell the truth all the time, whatever the testing said, whenever the testing said it, not hold things back, just put it out there and uh, let the chips fall where they may. And and here, like I said, here I am, 11 years later, having followed that policy the whole way, having made mistakes. Obviously, there's no there's no uh, roadmap for something like this. But in the end, the bottom line is that this thing is a human alien hybrid, and we have the uh, we're in the position to be able to prove that, uh, beyond any shadow of scientific doubt. All we need is to find uh, you know the deep pockets who. But can wait a find. sec, hold on
1: here, hold on here. You just said sure. that you're in possession of a human. Alien hybrid, and you can so, prove that.
5: Absolutely. So absolutely. How, how
1: how can you say unequivocally, Lloyd, that you have an alien human hybrid if it hasn't been authenticated and verified as such?
5: Well, it has been. That's the whole point. In two oh three, that's the result that we got from the from the DNA testing that we had done
1: then. But wait a sec. You'd, wait a sec. But, that, if, if my memory serves me correctly, with what we were saying in the past hour, was uh, that. It was its mother was human. The identity or origin of its father was not identified yet.
5: Right. Well, it's it's not human. It's not primate. So what does that leave? I mean, it isn't going to be dog. It isn't going to be rabbit. But it's you still can't hear it's alien.
1: You cannot say, all right, it may be alien to this to this planet or, or to to our species. But we don't know for a fact that it's not from this planet. And we don't know for a fact that if in fact it is alien from another world
5: well that's yeah okay that is what we're we're intending to prove or want to prove or will will prove that it isn't from this planet because the DNA as it unfolds that's that's the beauty of the 454 life science technology which is the technology that we need it it allows for the recovery of the entire genome of an unknown species Mm -hmm. and when I say the entire genome that means in the case of a human all three billion base pairs. Now, we and chimps and gorillas all have roughly the same three billion base pairs. It's turning out that a Neanderthal, for reasons that have not been explained yet, has substantially more base pairs and a substantially larger genome than we have, which is a bit of a mystery right now, how they're going to explain that. But the bottom line is, whatever the star child has, it's going to have, it may have 2 billion, it may have 3 billion, it may have 5 billion, whatever it has, the, the technology is available to recover all or most of it and so that's what we intend to do and I'm, I'm telling you that based on what we know now from the physiological differences which are very very consistently opposite from human and from the DNA test that we had done that indicates that while the, this creature whatever it was came from and was born from an egg of a human being gestated in a human being birthed from a human being what was inside that egg was not human. And so that can't be anything other than genetic engineering. Now, you can't tell me, uh, you know, a monkey or a a rabbit or anything else could have genetically, only an alien could do that, an alien as we define an alien. So I'm able to say, I think, with a great deal of certainty, that it's going to be a human-alien hybrid. Now, saying it to the level that I can prove it in a court of law, which I can do now, is not able to prove it in the court of public opinion because science absolutely has a stranglehold on the court of public opinion because of their stranglehold on the mainstream media. So we can't really get mainstream media attention. I'll tell you a quick story. We had a story line, uh, we had an article lined up mm-hmm. in the Daily Mail in England when I was in in Europe speaking earlier this year. The Daily Mail is the largest paper in England. 6 3 million copies bought every day. Six million readers every day, on average. Okay, so the Daily Mail—they're all excited. It, it's wonderful. They've they've assigned one of their top science writers, a PhD in in uh, in uh, biochem- in biochemistry, to do the the report. So he would understand the DNA and all of that. He turns in his article. It's supposed to be published on a Wednesday. It's turned in on Tuesday afternoon at two o'clock before the deadline. Everything is fine up to that point till he turned the story in. And when he turned the story in, which was quite complimentary in saying, I can't find any holes here, suddenly the Daily Mail did not publish it, and we had to apply pressure on them to allow it ultimately to be published Mm -hmm. just on a website there in England, but it never was in the newspaper so that six million people could read it. Somebody, somebody spiked that story. Somebody is making this information difficult for me to get out there. That's what I'm up against because I think they know what it
1: is. If this was such a threat to the scientific community, and if the scientific community has taken no interest in it because they really don't want to, if it was, in fact, something from another world, and if it was something, in fact that was a threat to them, wouldn't they want to have it examined so that they could bury the skull once and for all?
5: Well, they they certainly, I think, would try their very best to denigrate whatever results that we got. But I think what happened, Rob, was it got away mm-hmm. back in 1999 when there was no hope on any horizon of being able to prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt. There was no 454 life science. There was no recovery of entire genomes. So if if based on what they had to make a decision at that time, they could let it go because there was no way I was going to prove it beyond a scientific doubt by simply physiological comparison, which is all that we had at that time. and uh, and and with through and then later with um, the G, the DNA testing mm-hmm. using uh, primers, that was, there was no way i could do it there was no way to prove it so that no scientist could squawk about it so that i could cram it down all of their throats and they'd have to smile that is what can happen now with the four five four technology Nobody at that time could have conceived it, and now it's too late. The, everybody knows, well, not everybody, but millions of people know the star out there. We've secured different pieces of the bone in different places with different people, and they don't know each other. So if they try to take it, you know, anything from anybody, everybody else goes on alert. You see what I mean? So I think we've pretty much got them. It's just we'll, it, they, can, they can slow us down, which they're doing. They're doing everything they can to slow us down. But they can't really stop us because ultimately somebody, some person that they can't get to or can't turn around is going to put up the money. And when we put up the money, we mm-hmm. will then get our answer. And if we're able to film it and all that, we'll make sure that there's no hanky-panky done to switch things around and, and make it come out human. And we will we'll be in good shape. We, we have this in the bag if we can just get the, the help that we need to clear that final hurdle. We've got it made.
1: With millions of people around the world wanting to know the answer, why can't those millions of people each pass in a dollar and get the answers that everyone is seeking?
5: Well because you know people you'd you think that would work but no, it doesn't. I think so, yeah. you put out you put out uh, pleas for that and, and people don't respond. I think everybody they know to say they know about mm-hmm. it to know about the star child and to say they believe what I believe about it and what those of us you know on the inside who've really studied it believe about it are two different things. I've published a an ebook about it. You might as well mention this to your audience. If you go on the star child site you'll see an ebook Lloyd uh, Star Starchild Skull Essentials. Now, there is a book book. There's a real book, a full book, uh, The the Starchild Skull. You can read if you want to, but the, this, the e-book has all of the facts stacked up high and tight like cordwood. It's just fact after fact after fact after fact. Anybody that reads that, even a skeptic, is gonna know this thing can't be human. I mean there's just no way this is a deformity. They may not be willing to go so far as to accept it as mm-hmm. a human alien hybrid, although there's no other there's no other option, there's no other answer. That is what it is. Take you about an hour to read it and you're done. I mean you know what this thing is about and you can talk about it intelligently if you if you read the ebook. That's what I would recommend to anybody that has any doubts about it. That, that, what I'm saying is is 100% true because it is. Just simply read the ebook it's all right, all right, right there, I, I piled indeed. up
1: for you. Okay, you've got a great website, you've got uh, morphing animation, you've got uh, YouTube, so you've got videos, you've got the entire nine yards at www.startelproject.com. It surprises me that mainstream media, the scientific community, as well as the scholar community, have not gone there, looked it over, and sent you an email saying, you know what, this is what that is. Well, or you know, this, this is, is what, what everybody
5: like. says, Rob. They say, well, look, if what you have is real, if what you're saying is true, mm-hmm. science would be all over it. The media would be all over it. No, they wouldn't. That's what I thought. They wouldn't. It's been there for years. I've been trying for years. Larry King has has people on his show all the time talking about UFOs. Stanford, Stan Friedman mm-hmm. on the t- all the time regularly. James Fox with yeah. his films. And all. Does he ever call me? No. Do I call? Do I try to get in touch with him? Yes, do they ever answer my emails? No. Ellen right. DeGeneres. She's right. another show where she'll have unusual people on. This, Eric, this is Ellen what we'd DeGeneres like to do. Is from New Orleans. I'm from New Orleans. Can this, I get through to Ellen DeGeneres' people? No. Can this, I get through to Oprah? No. This it's, is what it's, we'd it's like to it. do.
1: This is what we'd like to do. We'd like to take your star child information and using our resources, see if we can get scientists, museums, and the media interested. If you're willing to.
5: Uh, look, I invite you to try. All I get is, if it was, if it was real, we'd already know about it. If that right. was legitimate, we'd already know about it. That's okay. their answer to me time and time again.
1: All right. We're going to do that. And whatever
5: responses We're about we get... to try. <laughs>
1: hey, listen. Nothing gained, nothing lost, right? Uh, Absolutely. And what we will do is we will make sure that you get... Every ounce of reply that we get. And what we'll also do is we'll put up a special Starchild website on uh, exoneradiotv.com. And we'll also post who we've sent it to, what their response has been, and we'll let these people know that, hey, we want answers. And if you're not going to give them to us one way, we'll get them another.
5: There you go. Look, whatever you want to do, I'm all for it. We've tried every way we can think of and just been turned at every. You know, and also there Mm -hmm. there are famous people out there. They're UFO oriented, Steven Spielberg, people like that. They pay people. To their job is to to deflect people like me from getting through to them. So if, you, if anybody listening knows how to get with any of those celebrities that that have uh, high profiles and are interested in this kind of thing, by all means, let them know. I, I got through to Dan Dan Aykroyd. Who would who more than him got right through to his his secretary. She happened. It, I, I spoke at a lecture, and his secretary was sitting there, and she came up and she told me she went to him. No, I didn't want to do it. Um, it's just it's unbelievable to me that so many people are out there and who profess interest and desire to have this done but when it comes right down to something like this where the rubber really does meet the road yep. You would be surprised at how scared they get and they back off and they crawfish out and they don't want anything to do with it because it is a scary thing to, to be involved in the changing of history at a level that this has the potential to do. Well, Nobody we'll see, see what we can
1: words. do. We'll see what we can do with our clout that we've gathered over the last 19 years of doing this show. We've got to take our commercial break. We'll be back on the other side as we continue talking to Lloyd Pye. The websites are www.starchildproject.com and Lloyd Pye. Dot com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X-O-N-E.
4: In my dreams, I'm
2: Christmasing with you. Holidays are joyful.
4: There's always something new.
2: We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone
0: McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in.
1: back, everyone. Lloyd Pye is our special guest. Um, Starchildproject.com and LloydPye.com. First of all, Lloyd, it's always great having you on the show. Uh, man, you know, like you're one of the hardest working guys that I know in this, in this genre who has something that they believe to be out of this world, and it seems that you're getting blocked at every corner that you turn, and I find it very frustrating for you, and this is why we're willing to do whatever we can to help.
5: Well, listen. I, I appreciate it very much, and I think that's why I'm, thrust, you know, uh, frustrated and thwarted at every turn is because it is the real thing, and I think people know that. And when they see it and deal with it and mm-hmm. understand it, it's like who want. Y- you would think everybody would want to jump on the bandwagon and be a part of it, but when they think about it, I guess in their heart of hearts, late at night, whatever, it's like that. It's just too scary. The change, the potential for change, is so dramatic. And, and so overwhelming mm-hmm. that they don't necessarily want to be involved in it. That's all I can all I can think.
1: Lloyd, what would you like to leave our listeners with uh, this evening? And and what can what can they do as individuals around the world to help?
5: Well, to help more than anything is just educate yourselves about the Star Child. Go to the website. Please mm-hmm. read, inform yourself if you can. Uh, get the get the ebook or get the book. I would recommend the ebook just because it's it's simple and easy to get and read, and and it gives you a full understanding and that makes you the smartest person in the room when the subject of UFOs and aliens comes up. And you know you may know somebody, you have a friend of a friend who who knows there is a deep pocket person out there who will take this on as a challenge as something that they want to have an answer to they'll be able to invest the money as a business proposition it's not just money down a rat hole it's it's we'll turn it into a documentary Mm -hmm. film that will earn the money back so it's a good deal and I, i would urge any and everybody to take a close look at it Educate yourselves and take it out into the world and help me because I'm just, you know, one, one guy in a few radio shows and yeah. TV shows and magazines and books. It's not enough. I need help. Lots what we've
1: got time. here from uh, one of my producers is uh, the website for uh, people trying to help out you Lloyd, Help you out, Lloyd, with Starchild is xzoneradiotv.com forward slash child, And the email address is going to be starchild at xzoneradiotv.com. Thanks, guys. Lloyd, we'll do what we can. I can't make you any promises, but what I can promise you is that you've got the resources that we've amassed here over the last 19 years doing this show, and if you can't help a friend out, who can you help?
5: Absolutely, Rob. And listen, we've been at this for a long time together, you and I, and I appreciate all the effort that you've made in my behalf over the years. And I will appreciate this, too. And just, you know, keep me posted on anything that comes your way.
1: I will, Lloyd. Thank you very much. And from our home to yours, first of all, give your wife my best wishes. I hope she's feeling better. And uh, to you and your wife, your friends and associates, a very Merry Christmas and a happy, healthy, prosperous and spiritually filled New Year
5: same to everyone out there listening and to you and
1: yours. Lloyd Pye, ladies and gentlemen, X-Zone Nation, www.starchildproject.com. That's starchildproject.com and his website, lloydpye.com. Send me your opinions. What do you think the star child is? X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com. I'll return on the other side of this commercial break with the news with James Goddard, we're going to be asking some questions about Bob Cratchit and how to make yourself feel good just for one day. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone. We're coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. X-Zone at x XZone Radio.com. X-Zone at x and our new toll-free number 1-800-610-7035. Don't go away. We'll be back after the news.